everyone, and welcome to Rift Reaction. We are back with a regularly scheduled and agended episode after last week's Santorin episode. Shout out to Santorin. Really want to thank him for coming on. Uh, Emily is here with me, as always. I am. Was it, I really enjoyed that Santorin episode. Yeah, I mean, I always enjoy talking to Lucas because I think he's really frank about, you know, what what he wants to say. He's usually pretty honest and open, just generally as a person. Um, and I always appreciate that from an interviewee. I think he had a lot of really interesting things to say about more specifically, I guess less about what's going to happen at Worlds, which I will talk about TL at Worlds later on because this is a Worlds-focused episode, um, but more about uh, his review of their finals and, and what happened there I thought was interesting. Yeah, I uh, I just I want to thank uh, Santorin for coming on again. If you guys didn't catch that episode, it was last week's. Please go listen to it. It's still very relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it allowed... Emily to work on some other projects last week. Yes. Uh, and I was able to unplug, uh, which was really great. And I think incredibly important ahead of uh, what will be the nocturnal schedule that I will be headed towards for remote interviews this year. As it's now been confirmed, Emily, unfortunately, that media will not be going to Worlds. I'm very sad about that. Yeah, I am too. Please, please feel bad for me. Uh, I do. I'm not sure. talking to you. I'm talking to the oh. listeners. They all need to feel bad to me. Uh, all right. Well, because we had the week off uh, last week and we had that special Santorin interview, we did not have a chance to talk about the poll from a couple weeks ago, which was how many players should G2 change? And I'm happy that we still have this poll because the rumors yes. continue to abound. Mickey's out, apparently. is the late, That was the latest one I saw, right? Yes, yeah. This is constantly, it's ever-shifting, I think. <laughs> I've heard rumors of Broken Blade. I think I've seen some of those online as well. And I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening. But... Uh, the the situation is here. Uh, none, 14%. One, 22%. <laughs> uh, almost the majority of folks, 49%, said two. Three or more at 6%, and all of them at 8%. So, In th- fairness, we already knew this. Not going to be all of them because they signed caps. Well, who so. knows? Maybe they just re-signed them so that Carlos could uh, sell him uh, or transfer <laughs> his contract over to somebody on the north american side but uh yeah i didn't think it was gonna be all of them but it's fine <laughs> uh but i it seems like most people want the core of the team you know three players at least to stick together so uh we'll have to see what happens i think the funny part is that no one can agree on what that core would be yeah because i've seen like with every rumor there's a significant faction of people who are like no keep them and then another faction of people are like yeah get rid of them and i'm like wow okay so g2 fans don't even agree on who they want in and who they want out. Yeah, some people just want to watch the world burn. Okay, well, we have the group draw. By the Woo! way, I should apologize because maybe some of you are listening and you're used to seeing the show pop up uh, at a bit of a different time. As we head into Worlds, unfortunately, the the schedule will change dramatically, uh, especially when it's 1.30 a.m. the night before <laughs> and Emily Rand puts in the group, hey, guys, we should probably shift this to Wednesday. <laughs> So that we can talk about the group draw. And I'm like, I'm trying to sleep, Emily. Uh, Look, you know I don't have a normal sleep schedule. It was was the right call uh, (laughs) just at a very late time. Uh, Anyway, so we're going to be flexing a little bit. We'll do our best to message it, but hopefully we'll still be able to to skew towards that middle of the week uh, timing. Regardless, group draw happened this morning as we record this. And uh, we, we want to talk, I want to talk mostly about main stage groups because I know that's the, the fancy stuff, but Emily had some pretty big reactions to the play-ins groups uh, 
What do you think of group A and group yeah, B? Yeah, so um, for those that don't know, uh, Kelsey convinced me to do power ranking. She's probably the only person I do a power ranking with in my life at this point um, because we actually get to talk about the individual teams and I've been prepping a lot for the minor region teams. And so both of our lists and like how we were talking about these teams had, you know, infinity, peace and, and red kind of there there would be like a significant gap between the next kind of trio, which is um, detonation focus me, uh, Galatasaray. It's it's between A and I, and I cannot pronounce it correctly. So I'm very sorry to everyone who is listening and knows how to pronounce it correctly in Turkish. I am very sorry. I'm honestly not trying to make that mistake. And then UOL. Um, and so we have one team. <laughs> Group B has Beyond Gaming, C9, and then all three tough minor region teams, whereas Hanwha Life and LNG are just chilling, like straight up chilling um, in group A. So these these groups are, in my opinion, and who knows, maybe some teams will surprise me, but they're incredibly uneven with um, group B being very, very close, in my opinion, especially when it comes down to single games. And group A, it should be Hanwha and LNG making it out, and it's just a matter of who gets in first to get that automatic spot in the main stage. Well, Group B is close for four of the teams, right? But there's one shining star that is easily going well, to. Wow, you believe the group that much place. in Doggo and Beyond Gaming? Oh, I didn't know you were such a fan. Interesting. <laughs> uh, no, that's not. I. I mean, look. You, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, <laughs> and you, you seem to be a little more concerned for Cloud Nine. Than uh, you are? Yes. Well, I okay. Uh, you obviously know these other teams better than I do, mm-hmm. but Cloud9 should be able to escape this in first place pretty headedly. And the way that the format works is that if they get out in first place, then they're in the clear. They don't have to go on to like the, the crazy fight yeah. afterwards. So I'll say this. The advantages that C9 have in this group, um, I do think that of the top laners here, um, and, and I say this as like a massive fan of Evi. I think he's one of the best native Japanese players that Japan has ever had. Uh, him and Yudapan, who's also on this team. He's a bot laner. Um, Evi did not have the greatest showing going into their finals appearance, uh, specifically the series they played before that. Um, so I do think that if they decide that they want to play around Fudge and the way that he you know, freezes waves topside and then Blabber comes up and they attack the opposing top laner as they're shoving in the wave, I think that's actually a pretty good setup for C9. Um, we did see Evie and, and Dead FM attack that uh, at MSI, actually. Um, but I do think that that is the advantage that C9 could have in this group. The other thing I do want to say, though, is that C9 need to, and this is something that I've been pretty critical of them on the desk as well, is that they need to pick a style and stick with it because it's not that these players aren't talented. Um, they're all they're all incredibly individually talented. I don't see an issue with them not being able to like go up against individual players. Um, but the thing is, they all ha- seem to sometimes have different ideas of how they want to play the game, and then they don't. Um, end up executing it as well as they could. And with a group like this, they do have to pay attention to all these other teams and actually legitimately prep for them. So, Well, I can't imagine, like, I trust, I trust that Cloud9 is going to be prepping for mm-hmm. these other teams. So I, but I, so I, I hear you that it is not like a walk in the park. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they drop, you know, some games or something. I, 
I don't want to sound too cocky, but I think it would be really a pretty big upset if they don't get out in first. And are you, I mean, do you, will you at least concede that, that it would be an upset? I don't think it'd be as big of an upset. Having watched these teams, I don't think it's going to be a massive upset if they don't make it out in first. Okay. Well, I... But we'll see. You're scaring me. I mean, I think they'll be... I, I think they will be upset if they don't make yeah, it out in Yes, first. of course. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that they will be upset if they don't make it out in first. I've, I I can't imagine uh, that they would be fine with that. Uh, all right. And then, uh, you know, I know you kind of touched on on Group A, but uh, is it it's just I mean, should be a walk in the park? I will say barring an epic collapse or barring one of these teams like, say, Red, uh, you know, somehow their level just improves insanely well. Or say Infinity, their level improves insanely well over the course of a boot camp prior. Like, it's going to take a lot for them to take down LNG and Hanwell Life. First, just because of individual skill discrepancy, but then also because of uh, just a... Yeah, I mean, I don't even think Hanwell Life is particularly good at working together as a team, but specifically like Chovy's understanding of the game, uh, Def's team fighting. Um, I think, you know, that should be able to pretty easily carry them through a group stage. So it's just a matter of will LNG or HLE come up and get that first spot. Do you have a, huh, do you, do you think that there's any kind of issue with the format uh, that has led us to what has been a perceived imbalance in these two groups? I mean, I think that the format is about like, because whenever we talk about format, we always end up with this kind of situation, right? I feel like this is a pretty stark difference between group A and group B where you have two heavily favored teams and then three other teams versus group B where you can theoretically see, um, you know, any one of these teams ending up in first actually. Uh, however, I don't see, I don't have an individual fix, right? Like, I don't know how I'd fix it. And it's only more difficult this year because you end up having four, you know, four Chinese teams and four South Korean teams. And if HLE and LNG both exit as expected into main stage, then main stage also has one of one team from each of these regions in every single group. So like, it's just worlds in and of itself is a more difficult tournament now than it previously has been yeah ever been i think uh all right well then let's move on to the main stage groups so i i very much enjoyed you've been up since 4 a.m i have uh i have not i i woke up and the first thing i saw was yanko's faces as oh he's god pulling it was amazing rogue into uh, their group <laughs> he, he looked uh, so upset yeah well but uh, also i thought he just thought it seemed like he thought it was very very funny uh, so, so uh, I don't know where we want to dive in on these first, but maybe we do start with Group A. Maybe we just go line by line yeah. through these. And uh, yeah, so Group A, I think beforehand you were saying uh, it's a two-team group? Yeah, I think Group A is a two-team group as well. Um, I don't see Rogue being able to fix their issues. Uh, and I additionally, I think it's teams like FPX and Damon Kia should be able to exploit Rogue's weaknesses pretty well. Um, uh, the interesting thing for this group for me is going to be seeing Damon and FPX 
go up against each other in best of ones. I'm really curious to see how each of them approach that. Um, if all goes as it should, right, this, I believe, would be the Cloud, group Cloud that Cloud9 Nine. Nine would have to yeah. get seated into. I was just thinking um, that because you can't have, you know, an LCK or or an LPL team go into this group and, yeah. Yes, and, and C9 can't go into Group B because right. of 100 Thieves. So, um, so, yeah, that makes it a really tough group for them as well because if people are looking at favorites to win the tournament despite the fact that fpx did not beat edg in the finals they are still a team that everyone is looking at as a possible you know championship contender and similarly damn people are also looking at them as a championship contender so this is a really really tough group um that's not to say that i don't think single like i know fpx will drop single games like they just will they're they're that kind of team they're not gonna come and go like 6-0 in groups i don't think so the battle of the mid laners in this group could be very fun. Yeah, actually. Uh, uh, it's Showmaker versus Joinbee, two mid laners that have a completely different idea of how they how they want to play mid lane. And then if we're assuming C9 get through perks. Um, and then Larson, who I don't think has been playing up to like the level that we anticipate for him, but we know that that he's capable of that level, right? So, but that's what stood out to me about this group is I just kind of felt like this is going to be the mid lane bonanza. Uh, You know, I feel like this the observers will just be able to for the first fifteen minutes of all these games just like lock camera mid lane and let's see how things go. I mean, obviously there's roaming, but I am I'm pretty excited to see that aspect of Group A. Okay, Group B. This is a weird one. Actually. I know that's how, that's kind because, of how I felt about it too. Because like historically, you see EDG and T1, and you're like, oh, but I don't know. I don't know how you're feeling about them lately. Uh, I am not feeling super confident in either EDG or T1. And that being said, I expect them to make it out of this group. However, like if I'm thinking about them Wait, as what? if I'm thinking about them as title contenders, um, I think they both have some pretty glaring weaknesses. And again, like. The cool thing about this year's world, honestly, is that until we know how the meta is gonna evolve and what teams are gonna adapt the best, it's actually, in my opinion, pretty difficult to um, figure out who is gonna be able to get an edge in groups. Um, But I'll just say that both EDG and T1 have some pretty significant weak points. Uh, And then that being said, they're both pretty strong teams. So especially like, I was pretty impressed at how EDG were able to pull things together uh, to beat FPX. I think they targeted the way that uh, support roams to mid and just kind of kept doing be locked, which is pretty important to beating FPX. So, um, and, and EDG will play bot side focused. So like if group A was the mid lane group, group B is like the bot diff group. So B for bot diff. B for Botif. Because all these teams play around their, their yeah. bot laners. Well, you, you talked a lot about EDG and T1, but there's another team in this group right now that we could talk about, Emily, and I'm a little concerned that you said there's EDG and T1 are just going out. It should be fine. There's well, no chance for 100 Thieves team. also plays around their bot lane. Yeah, right? I know. So, like, I'm not talking about the bot lane. They I'm fit talking the style. About <laughs> at the beginning, you said you were you. We I brought up EDG and T1, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, maybe they're shaky, but I still expect them to get out. You're saying you don't think there's a, a good chance that 100 Thieves gets out of this group? 
Um, I want to see the thing. So the thing that I'll credit 100 Thieves for that I think ended up winning them the NA title was their preparation. I yeah. think they did a really good job of scouting their opponents, figuring out how they wanted to play, right? Like they knew how TL wanted to play around mid-jungle and they really, really attacked that. Um, they knew how other teams wanted to play and they made sure to attack it in draft. So I think that was the smartest thing that they did to win finals. Um, against T1 and EDG, that's going to be a little bit of a tougher ask because I don't expect Closer to be given as much um, freedom as he was by his laners just because they're going to be going up against significantly tougher opponents. Um, however, I mean, if they prep really, really well and one of these teams collapses, then maybe. I just, I don't err on the side of that. I err on the side of caution, which means that EDG and T1 are getting up. Well, here's the thing. Your opinion on this is irrelevant because <laughs> if you aren't have never been a pro player, you should not be making any kind of lists or anything Need at all. Shot, uh, it, end, end of sentence, point done, whatever. I mean, big did you, agree. Did you enjoy that tier Nate shot lists, tweet? Tier lists suck anyway. I agree, Nate shot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't agree with Nate shot. That was the worst tweet ever for those that didn't catch it. Uh, oh Nate shot had a very controversial opinion, uh, which is that only pro players or former pro players are allowed to rank anything in esports. Um, it was great. All right, moving on to Not gonna C. Lie, I think he was more talking about COD than anything. Well, but, but uh, then Freak thought it. He was not saying COD. He was not delineating anything. And I actually don't know if that was the case because then Freak thought he was talking about Halo and then it seemed like he wasn't talking about that. And then everybody's been releasing lists with uh, his team probably not very high up. So I don't. who knows what he's talking about. Maybe he's talking about all of them. I mean, I kind of just assume it's COD because... He's a COD bro. COD is where he got his start. And yeah. All right. That is where he is a former pro. Uh, group C, PSG Talent, Fnatic, and RNG. My favorite group. Do we have an, uh, an This estimated? would be HLE. So like oh, yeah. if uh, so, Beyond Gaming have to go into Group B. Um, it, so if ever again, if everything goes according to plan, right. HLE have to go into this group, and LNG have to go into Group D. So we'll operate under the assumption that that is what will happen. Um, this is my favorite group. This group is such a banger. Fnatic, PSG, RNG, and presumably Hanwha Life. I think this is where Hanwha Life are really going to struggle against these three teams because despite the fact that Fnatic, PSG, and RNG, I think, all have some pretty obvious weaknesses, they all play as a team. They know what they want to do as teams. They load up into a game with a very specific idea of how they want to play. And Hanwha Life are not that team. Well, I don't think they have good lane to jungle communication. And I think like, for example, Fnatic, a team I've been talking about all year, has extremely good lane to jungle communications. So. Well, don't don't all three of these teams, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't all three of these teams also play really fast and crazy and Hanwha, I assume, is not because they are LCK. LCK is pretty slow these days. Um, I mean, Hanwha is like, Chovy is also their jungler. And uh, okay. yeah, but like, I, I mean, if you think about how they got here, a lot of it is through team fighting. Um, RNG, you know, we've talked about this several times with them. They will take what look like to be disadvantageous trades because they'll then trade up elsewhere. I think they're really good at that. Fnatic, their strength and their, their greatest strength and their greatest weakness is when and how they pick fights. 
Um, sometimes it looks like amazing, and then other times it's like punting the game towards their opponents. So, um, but I think again, like if you're looking at Fnatic, I've said this all year and I stand by it, they have incredibly strong lane to jungle communication. And then PSG are still, uh, you know, if you think of their spring iteration and how they performed at MSI, they're still really, really want to get, like, for example, Maple on his comfort picks. They want to play through their incredibly strong lanes. Um, when Beyond Gaming did beat them, it was by basically effectively picking a scaling composition that could also, like, 1-3-1 in teamfight and, you know, figuring out that PSG's comp was going to fall off after a certain point, so all they had to do was stay afloat until then and then fight them. Um, so... I think you have three teams that have very clear-cut identities, and they're not really going to flex away from those identities, which makes for a really interesting group and the way that they're going to match up. I'm very excited about the Fnatic RNG game, so I'll just leave this group on they're that. They're going to be bangers, I think. I think those are yes. going to be really exciting to watch. Okay, Group D. This was interesting to me because I know people are having up Mad Lions. I know Genji's supposed to be good, but I'm, I'm wondering, do you think between... 100 Thieves in Group B and Team Liquid in Group D, which one do you think is more likely to get out? Um, I think so. This is where LNG are going to come in. LNG make this group really interesting because if you look at the way that each of these teams likes to play through mid-jungle, LNG is the odd one out there. Uh, Icon can be very, let's just say, inconsistent. Um... And they're really, really heavily jungle-focused, where I'd say the other three teams in this group play their jungle towards their mid. Um, LNG plays their entire team towards their jungle. What I said about 100 Thieves also applies to LNG, where LNG, I, despite disagreeing with several of their drafting decisions, um, I think they had a clear-cut idea of what they wanted to do, right? So they decided we're going to pick Vayne as the Ziggs counter. We're going to play Zach for for Tarzan because that's what we want to play. And um, so I credit them for that. I think Team Liquid are... I mean, it's not impossible for them to get out of this group, but oh, I can easily... I hate easily, a sentence that starts with that. I know. I, well, the thing is, I can easily see this as, an, as a group where it's like really close and they go three and three and don't make it out. Which is the, the uh, doom. Right? Oh, God. Uh, the fact that you said that, I now just, I feel like that's what's going to happen. We're, uh, I think our producer should make a note of that quote so that we can play it back whenever it... We can play it back when it does happen. Yeah, yeah. Or TL gets out and I just look incredibly foolish and everyone flames me on Twitter. Uh, also a possibility. So it sounds like you believe more in 100 Thieves getting out of Group B than you do Team Liquid and Group D. Yeah, I think it's because... EDG and T1, I think, are both really valuable uh, compared to, like, if I'm looking at single games, I see LNG and Genji being a little bit more volatile, I guess, or a little bit le less, yeah, less volatile. Never mind. Okay, well... I, I mean, no offense, Travis. I don't think it's looking good for any NA teams. Uh, <laughs> Worlds is so hard now. It's very unfair. Why couldn't we have done better whatever Worlds wasn't uh, when it was easier? Okay. Well, I mean, whatever. arguably we did, right? I'm taking or off my... And they did. 
Shut up, Emily. Okay, uh, I'm taking off my NA hat. Let's talk about Group D outside of the the bounds of Team Team Liquid. Uh, do you think LNG? Because obviously, then if LNG ends up in this, which we can assume, uh, Mad Lions Gen G. Uh, you think it'll come down to Mad Lions and Gen G? Do you think there's a chance Mad Lions, for instance, gets out first in this group? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I talked about this when I talked about Mad Lions previously, but the thing I was most critical of them in spring and at MSI was all of their cross-map trading and objective steps in the mid-game, and I actually think that's where they've improved the most over summer. So um, that's why they have been a, a pretty imp- impressive team to me, especially going through playoffs. Um, so I think... Uh, I think there's a pretty good shot that they get first out of this group. LNG is such a weird team, man. Uh, I don't even know how to... Because they, again, they have some really, really interesting responses. Like, they, they've had some interesting meta responses all throughout playoffs. Uh, and I know, like, people are going to talk about Tarzan because Tarzan's having an incredible run, right? So if, if people are going to talk about any player on this team, it's going to be Tarzan. We already know that. But, like, for me, LNG, one of the reasons for their success is they have these very clear-cut ideas of what they wanted to do in draft. And regardless of whether I disliked it, they did it anyway. You know, they did it anyway. Um, and it's up to other teams to exploit that. And I, I do think a team with the level of Mad Lions, Gen G, I mean, even TL should be able to adjust their draft to try to attack them. So um, LNG just makes this this group so weird, though, because I think the other three teams are a lot more uh, or are mid jungle focused in a different way. I'll say that. Is NA doomed is in our show notes, and I feel like a moment ago you just said that they're doomed. So, I mean, they're doomed in that, like, I, I don't want to get into my reaction shot too early. Okay, okay. yeah. All right. Uh, well, we also, I mean, because we're a Western uh, group, I think we should also talk about Europe and how what what you foresee for Europe getting out of here because it definitely feels like Mad Lions is getting out of their group. Uh, it seems like Fnatic has a much tougher roll ahead of them and rogue is pretty doomed right i think rogue is gonna have a very very tough time again barring some significant change but yeah uh i think fanatic will be interesting i can i can definitely see a world where it's uh fanatic and rng getting out which is okay. interesting because i feel like there's a hit you know there's definitely a history there between these two teams and so, groups so we'll give We'll give NA 0.5 teams out, and we'll give <laughs> uh, AU 1.5 teams out as our predictions, oh our estimated, God. our projected sure, team so. exits for the Western, uh, the Western major regions. All right, so we talked about groups, uh, but there's been some rumors recently, uh, actually a whole slew of them. Uh, I guess uh, maybe you you can talk about some of these solo queue and scrim because uh, yeah, people were talking about trend mid. Yeah, so. Doinby's prepping it. Hey, y'all better get ready. I, I just wanted love- to. I just wanted to throw these in there because we always get these like insane meta rumors before when people are doing tracking the pros and like watching solo queue and stuff. Um, and you know some of them end up being right, most of them end up being wrong. So I just wanted to throw them in there. Zed jungle is something that I my friends have been playing in solo queue. Well, if your friends are playing it, then and we'll definitely. Winning. Are your friends named Doinby? No. Um, <laughs> the, the, the. Uh, yes. <laughs> he's a he's a wonderful gentleman. Okay, the 
interesting. Yeah, I, I'm just excited to see what comes out of scrims because uh, I know I'm going to be doing interviews and in the and we're we're trying to for the list people listening. I don't want to tease too, too much, but we're hopefully going to be able to grab some interviews with some players ahead of it. We're work we're working on it. Uh, we should have some cool special episode stuff next week, so stay tuned. But I know when we eventually do talk to players they are going to see what they always do, which is like, oh man, scrims are really wild. You're just seeing all sorts of crazy stuff. <laughs> yep. uh, all right. Uh, closer is visa issues are solved. So it's almost, Woo! we had that in the show notes where we were going to have to talk about what would happen if that ended up happening. And then it ended up working out. Okay. Moments before we recorded. So happy for that. Don't have to worry about that. Uh, Vivisachi. Visitachi. Visitachi. <laughs> I've I've pronounced his name about a hundred different times uh, over the course of my career in a hundred different ways, uh, but he's going to play at yeah. Worlds. So he's going to be playing for the LCO team, which is the Oceanic team, because their top laner Oppy um, could not get a visa to go to Europe. So Visitachi is going to be stepping in. Um, it's going to still be very difficult battle for them but what a great story but yeah it's, it's cool because you know this chachi had said previously that he really wants to come back um and so this should be a cool trial for him just as a player to see how well he does up against some of these other like top tier top leaners so so some news that broke uh last week that's a little less worlds related uh might be kind of worlds related depending on how you think about it but uh we didn't get a chance to talk about this because the santorn episode but Bjerg is said to want to return to being a pro player. Dun, 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 dun. And what's interesting is there seems to be some implications here that it might not be for TSM. And I, there was funny cause I, I want to be careful on hotline league. I talked about, we had a caller who said it's unlikely that Bjerg will leave TSM. I just don't see it. It's not going to happen. And I was like, I think there's a good chance he could. And the moment I said that, there was a Reddit thread that's like, Hotline League is live right now, and Travis is saying he thinks Bjerg is leaving TSM, and then people who refused to watch anything were just, they thought I was like reporting it or something, that there had been some sort of, yeah, it was, I had to go into that thread and clarify, because people will read the headline and then get very angry about something that's said without any context. But uh, I'm kind of curious, what do you think of this, Emily? I mean, we've talked so much, you and I, over the years about our respect for him, uh, so him returning i mean i think it makes sense that someone like bjergsen would want to return after a year of coaching because i just think he's generally a competitive person and you know enjoys playing i wonder um, if he would have not returned if they'd gone to worlds mm, i don't know maybe but like the thing that you so you say that and then the thing with that is like would if if tsm is factoring into that decision then it would mean that he would be staying on tsm you know like you're implying like oh maybe if tsm had gone to worlds yeah um, i'm just saying maybe he'd be coaching he'd, he'd be like okay i succeeded as a coach this is great and it feels really rewarding whereas like maybe in this current situation he's like ah, oh, i need to be on the rift to make the most impact or whatever uh yeah yeah okay do you think he's what are the chances you think he leaves tsm i mean it's really difficult for me to see bjergsen anywhere else just because he as far as i know has equity with tsm right like he's uh yeah so i think that that probably means that it would still be for tsm just based on that i mean i know nothing 
So I'll put that out there uh, before Reddit thread is started over that. But like I, I be given how loyal he's been to TSM and how TSM has treated him over the years, I think I would be more surprised if he leaves TSM than I would be if he's returning to pro play. I give it 50 50 right now. I, I and Mac, maybe even 51% that he leaves. Uh, because here's the thing. I think what's it's it's very one, I think if he was just gonna play for TSM, we would have never heard it. I think it would have been some conversation he had with like Parth and it would have just stayed internal. You know, we had no idea he was gonna retire. I think they've done a pretty good job of keeping things in in house uh, around TSM stuff. You don't normally tend to hear about you know movements within that organization. So I think the fact that we're hearing it means that he's at the very least open to having these conversations. He's also not his contract expires uh, in like two months, and so I think if he was staying, there'd be like a contract renewal thing that's happening. Like I I really think. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe maybe TSM will be able to, to encourage him beforehand, but I think there's a good chance that he hits the free market, and that would be very exciting. So I, I'm much more open to the idea that he might be leaving than than I think others. All right. Uh, poll and Q&A time. With, the, with our groups that have been drawn, let's talk a little bit about which of the main stage groups look toughest to you so you've heard our normally we try to avoid giving you our opinions because but maybe you disagree with us so let us know which one of these is toughest a b c and d feel free to you know use your own predictions on who's going to end up in those groups based off of the plan results and then we'd also love to hear from you for our q a which main stage group you are most excited for and why so maybe you're like yeah i think you know whatever group a is going to be the toughest or something but i'm really excited about group c or maybe you group c friends where are you at you think team you're a huge team liquid fan so maybe uh you're most excited to see them play and you think it's going to be fantastic so open up the spotify app right now and uh let us know in our both our poll and q a and please please do that it's actually very very helpful um make spotify like us when you do that so if you like emily and i at all Please do that. And if you hate us, I guess don't. All right. Reaction shots time. <laughs> Me first. Okay. So people remember back uh, mid-season, I said it could be entirely possible that North America's actual performance on the Rift improved significantly from last year. However, we don't make it out of groups in main stage. And I stand by that prediction. I actually think that North America, the teams that we are sending are an improvement. I think they each have very clear cut play styles and ideas of how they want to play the game, which I think is always a really good thing. And I even think, especially in the case of 100 Thieves, that they've shown an ability to adapt and adjust uh, to a meta as it evolves and also scout their opponents well. That being said, I stand by the incredibly lukewarm take that had midseason where it could be super exciting to watch the way that NA plays. However, we still might not get a team out of groups from North America. That's it. Womp womp. All right. Well, let me rally for my reaction shot because that one was not (laughs) fun to listen to. All right, Riot's group draw show. I love that Riot does the group draw show. I think it's a fantastic thing. If people, uh, <laughs> I, I try to post this frequently, and I maybe I need, I'm remembering I should probably go do this, but people might forget that in the beginning, early on, they did not actually do a group draw show. They just posted them, 
And then eventually, uh, my pal Nick Allen had a video that came out of him manually drawing the groups when he was at Riot. It's <laughs> it's amazing. If you haven't watched it, please watch it. Uh, I need to go find it again and share it. But uh, I, I think it's really great that then they turned it into this really fun thing. You get all the teams that are like watching live and recording and then posting their reactions and super fun. Um, and I mentioned earlier that Yankos, I think in particular, you know, I love when they have different people pulling it. The picture of Jazuke with the upside down one from a couple years ago is fantastic. Uh, I love I love the group draw show. I just wish Riot did a bit of a better job promoting it. And I think this year in particular it was kind of weird because, look, I was, I know people will yell at me or whatever for, for being not in the know, but I intentionally disconnected last week. And so then I came back on Monday and I was like, okay, let me open everything up again. Let's see what's going on. And I had the, I had what I perceived to be the experience of a, of a normal fan where I had to go. I was like, when's group draw happening? It should be any moment, right? And I go to lollysports.com. I don't see it anywhere. You know, we're doing Hotline League. And I'm like, this information is not out there. I asked a couple friends also who should know, like who are industry folks. I mean, I... Emily was kind of like, I think it's supposed to be around yeah, this time. The, when we were doing show notes, I was like, P.S. I think the group draws on the 22nd, so we yeah. should shift the day at like 1.30 in the morning. Right, right. And so it's, it's just really weird because there, there's no big post about it. And then so the place to find it is if you if you go to lolesports.com, which I'm doing right now, it was hidden in the World's 21 location and format announcement post. And it's like there's a bunch of text in here all this different stuff, bunch of bold stuff. And then you, you have to find it somewhere. I can't even find it right now as I'm skimming through it. Um, and so I just, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm like, hype up worlds, make this awesome. I, you know, it's too late now for this year, but I hope next year that they do a great job of promoting it. I'd even, and look, I get that they had to pivot everything, but, uh, I, I think this could have, they obviously had the information. They could have put it out there. So hopefully next year we see something uh, yeah. really exciting for this. It was, a, it was a great show, too. Like, I love that they brought in Lyric and Chronicler and, like, a whole bunch of people from other major regions to, like, talk about their teams. Um, and then, obviously, like you said, Yanko's reaction faces yes. were the star of the show. The star of the show, indeed. All right, Emily, that is the show. How are you feeling? I'm feeling actually pretty pumped for Worlds, not going to lie. You going to go take a nap? I probably will take a nap, yes. Well, it's time for the show to take a nap as we <laughs> head out of this. Uh, stay tuned next week. We'll try to, to give you guys details on when we will release. Hopefully still that Wednesday, but we're going to try to put something special together for you guys. Be sure to follow the show, and we'll catch you next week.